Nostalgic Counselors. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice, but Kendra, you're getting better every day. Every day I improve. Every week. <laughs> I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've been watching since the early 90s. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 9, Intervention. As soon as I saw that... Intervention! As soon as I saw that, that title... <laughs> sounds right. It sounds right. I was excited. I was like, yes, game on. Let's get an intervention. Um, but I gotta say, right up top, pretty disappointing intervention. Yeah, it lasts for like two seconds. Yeah, it wasn't. I was hoping it would be a bottle episode, and we would just that's what I thought stay it was in the intervention be. the whole time. That's but... what I thought it was going to be, but I w- I also was like very thankful that we didn't have a, like a clip show. I was worried it was going to yeah. be when Brandon's like, "Remember up on the mountain?" I thought we were going to dissolve into a clip, and I did not want that. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't go that route. For you sure. were never you never got into like the whole Grey's Anatomy private practice world, no. right? You haven't watched those. No, nope. there's. There's an intervention with one of the main characters in private practice towards the end, and it is just legendary from start to finish. The character like who in is, a good way. I mean, the character who is being intervened upon, I guess you'd say, <laughs> she just loads it and just takes down every other cast member. And it's funny because she's also kind of calling out, you know, like quirks of the show, like quirks of the characters and the writing and everything. But she just like dismantles every other cast member on the show and i just couldn't get enough of it it was so funny yeah. that's what have i have you ever hear. been part of an intervention not an official one not a formal one <laughs> i haven't either well <laughs> not with like an official counselor sure yeah yeah something like that but okay all right well let's crack open the condor condor is committed to professional standards professional ethics the weak need not apply this episode originally aired on November 2nd of 1994. We're almost done with 1994. I know. What a year. Mm-hmm. Birthdays, Jillian Zinsler, who plays Ivy in the CW years, turned four. A couple of movies to mention on no- all came out on November 4th. The first one is Double Dragon, starring Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano. Oh, there's some 90s stars for you. I know, wow. yeah. Okay. Never seen it, but I haven't seen it either. But I love the Double Dragon. I mean, I still love the Double Double Dragon video games. Oh, great! It's a video game. Movie. Great side That's scroller right. beat 'em up games. But what was cool about Double Dragon was that you could actually, like, if there was a brick or something on the ground, you could pick it up and like chuck it at the person and stuff. And that was like nice. a big deal at the time. <laughs> you mean I can pick it yeah, up? Yeah, like the world. I can interact with the world. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the next one is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, d- directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Kenneth Branagh, sure. Robert De Niro, Ian Holm, Helena Bonham Carter, and John Cleese. Okay. It's a pretty big cast. That yeah, is, yeah. Ian Holm from uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Speaking of Lord of the Rings, the last movie is The War, starring Elijah Wood and Kevin Costner. <laughs> Jonathan Kent himself, Kevin Costner. Wow. <laughs> yes. That's how he wants to be known. I'm sure. I haven't seen it. So this was uh, this is a pretty early Elijah Wood. Then we're talking yeah. before. It must be yeah, pretty early. Hmm. A couple other things to mention from around this time in '94 on October 31st, American tennis star Venus Williams made her professional debut as a 14 year old oh, with wow. a six three six four win over former NCAA champion and world number 58 Sean Stafford. She's amazing. Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I've just known the name Venus Williams for a very long time, but I didn't realize that her public history with tennis went back this far. That's surprising. It is, yeah. On November 1st, Chicago Bull- the Chicago Bulls retired Michael Jordan's jersey, the famous number 23, in oh, a yeah. two-hour ceremony at Whoa. the United Center. That's long. That's a, that's a long ceremony, yeah. And on November 3rd, I thought this was really random, and I didn't really understand it. Maybe you will. Various NBC comedies featured storylines centered on blackout events. This yeah. included Mad About You, Friends, and Madman of the People. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Was there uh, a blackout I, in New York? No, no. I do. I remember this really specifically. NBC had all all the sitcoms like on. I think this was a Thursday night lineup. They were all New York centered. And while Friends mm-hmm. and Mad About You did have connections, um, yeah, that's right. Characters yeah. in common and thing. Uh, they just all got together, and in Mad About You, they accidentally caused a citywide blackout, and the blackout is reflected in the rest of the sitcoms of the night. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, and so it wasn't like, oh, the Buckmans made a blackout, but the other shows were just kind of like, what? There's a blackout? You know? Yeah. Is that the episode where Chandler is stuck in the, the like, phone booth place with oh, the girl? Yeah, I bet it is. I think I it, bet is it is that episode. You know what's funny? The, you know, this is only three shows and it was a two hour comedy block. Seinfeld, which was on that night and was also set in New York, they were like, We're not doing that. We're not doing your cheesy little gimmick. We just, last <laughs> night, we it. watched the 30 Rock episode with Jerry Seinfeld where oh. where Jack wants to do Seinfeld right. vision. And yeah. You remember that episode? Oh, I do. That's a good one. That's a funny one. Yeah. I love all this right, kind Nick. of thing. I love this kind of, they used to do this all oh, yeah. the time. Any continuity. Yes same universe yeah. anything i love that i feel like yeah. crossovers like this were much more common but that's when you were all watching the same shows at the same time sorry i didn't mean to sound yeah. like a grandpa there but i mean that is that is no, the primary I, I difference remember. you know i remember the way it used to be uh all right nick take us beyond the zip code i will well jamie walters who portrayed ray pruitt of course we uh we know ray pruitt he was a not a regular but a recurring character on a series called Catwalk. Uh, he played Jeff Cusack, and this was a show that followed the ups and downs of a wannabe pop group. And so this was kind of concurrent with 90210. And he had previously done a show called In the Heights, which was like a similar thing but with a rock group. So I guess Lin Manuel Miranda's In the Heights, not that one, different one. But mm-hmm. I guess in the mid '90s, if you needed somebody to like strum an acoustic guitar on network TV, you called uh, Ray or Jamie Pruitt. Yeah, you know what? He, Jamie available. Walters. You called Jamie Walters is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> now he would show up in character as Ray Pruitt. To uh... oh, I knew I forgot something, Kendra. I didn't write in a. I didn't write a synopsis. Do you want to? Oh just... well, I guess you have to make it up on the spot. Do you want to just wing it? You could do it. I can wing it. Yeah, wing I'm it. not good at winging it. How I about you wing to. it? Okay. <laughs> Well, in Intervention, the Walshes get together with all of the gang to hire a drug and alcohol counselor to come over and talk to Dylan. So Cindy lures him in. Dylan agrees to go to rehab, and we'll see how long it lasts and maybe Valerie's involved. Uh, Also, David and Claire decide to get a little naughty and make a sex tape, which may or may not wind up in the hands of John and Mrs. Martin. And Donna and Ray have dinner with the Martins, and things go great. Yep. <laughs> that was great. We should Thank just you. wing it every time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein and directed by Daniel Adius. We have a couple of recurring players coming back. We have John Grise back as our dope dealer. We have Catherine Cannon and Michael Durrell as Dr. and Mrs. Martin. We have Angela Espy as Jackie Taylor. We have one new recurring player to mention, and that's Carolyn Williams in the role of Luann Pruitt, Ray's mother. She's in, I want to say, eight or nine episodes, so we'll see her a bunch. Uh, I always think of her outside of this as a one-off character from Lois and Clark. She was in this episode of Lois and Clark where she was trying to steal Superman's... She's trying to stay young by stealing like Superman's power or whatever. And she accidentally makes Jimmy Olsen turn super old... And they got Jack Larson, who played Jimmy Olsen in the 50s, to come back and play an aged Jimmy Olsen. Did, did they I call like. him Jimmy Olsen? They should have. I don't think they did. But <laughs> oh, she is probably best known, Carolyn Williams, for playing the role of Marcy Hill on the series Benson, which also featured a series regular role for Jerry Seinfeld. One of his very earliest things. We should we should play the seven seven degrees of Jerry Seinfeld we instead just, of Kevin Bacon. We just did, and I won. <laughs> What's funny about Jerry Seinfeld on Benson is that it was like a really early thing for him. And one day he just showed up and he didn't have a script, like in his box or whatever. And he was like, "Hey, where's my script?" And they were like, "Oh, yeah, we fired you. Yeah, you're not on the show oh anymore. You're not on the show Yikes. anymore. Sorry." And that was the end of <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld on the series Benson. Uh, filling out the episode, we have Edry Warner as Lucille. She recurred as Mrs. Newman on Save by the Bell, the new class. That's her claim to fame outside of 90210. 
And we have Mackenzie Phillips as Ellen Marks, who is the counselor for the episode. She would go on to play a recurring role on Melrose Place. She played Maureen Dodd for a couple episodes after this. Best known from her early days for the sitcom One Day at a Time, and she would also be on the Netflix revival of One Day at a Time years later. Uh, She also was in the film American Graffiti and a long recurring role in Orange is the New Black. So here's an interesting thing about casting Mackenzie Phillips as the drug and alcohol counselor. So like, normally I wouldn't out someone's dirty laundry, but I feel like it's relevant to say that Mackenzie Phillips struggled very publicly with drug addiction prior to this. This was a big issue on the set of One Day at a Time. It was like a well-known fact that she had like a long ongoing drug problem. And that's before this episode. So I don't know if it's just odd. You know what I mean? It's just odd. odd. I I don't know. She looked so familiar to me and I was going to, I was going to look her up because she looks so familiar and none of the things you said, uh, I recognize her. Those are the big ones, but very interesting. It is. I thought it was kind of strange. Yeah. I thought it was kind of strange and it's just a one-off. We don't see her again. So, I mean, there's no need for it to be Mackenzie Phillips, but it is. And considering, I don't know if it was like a, kind of like a public service kind of thing that she, I don't know. I can only speculate, but I thought it was a very strange casting choice to not be mentioned because it also, yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it also doesn't end with some sort of like, if you or someone, you know, struggles with, you know, like she doesn't come out and sit there with a, like an 800 number or something. So I, I don't know. Hey, I figured out what I know her from. Okay. She was the mom or I forget if, at one point in the show, there's a mom, and then at one point, there's an aunt. But she is on the show So Weird. That was on Disney Channel. Oh, okay. That was like the X-Files, but for sure. children. And it that. always freaked me out. Yeah. Um, But she's like I a rock star. And I forget if she's her aunt that she's like traveling around with because mm-hmm. she's a rock star. I forget. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I know her from. Mm-hmm. Whew. Glad I figured that out. Uh, I was going to say... We haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I watched the newest Saved by the Bell series. Stop everything. And I loved it. Isn't it so good? It was so funny. Oh, it killed me. I laughed so much. And it like rides this fine line of like making fun of the original series, but also like how much, you know, being like, we loved the original series. Yeah. So I, I just thought it was like meta in the best way and like. It was it was just so funny. I agree. I don't know that I can think of another like sort of reboot relaunch that has been as successful as that first season. Yeah, you know, it was I just... binged it all in one day, oh, all, yeah. all ten episodes. Yeah. So yeah, well, right when it, was, it first came it out, we had a thing where like I don't even remember why, but we had like a, a temporary like free Peacock Premium that was gonna go mm. like the day after Say by the Bell finished, and so we were like, we have to watch all these episodes over the course of like two nights. <laughs> And we did. No complaints. <laughs> yeah. And Tiffany Thiessen shows back up as Kelly. She does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it? Did it change your perception of her, seeing her as Kelly Kapowski post-Valerie? Or no? Does uh, it still feel separate? No, not really. But I don't really, like, I've only seen so many episodes of the original yeah, Saved yeah. by the Bells, so. Okay. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I recommend it if you have Peacock. We so, got Peacock for the Olympics and yeah. then forgot to cancel it. Yeah. So then we, we have it for another show. month. And I was like, well, might as well yeah. watch it. So. It's cool because I think it, I think it's, it's kind of like Star Trek Lower Decks. Like there's so many references and nods to the original stuff. But if that was your first Saved by the Bell, I think you'd be fine. And just like. I think it was funny how they kept, they had like, I forget her name. I don't know the character's name, but mm. she had a whole thing about like the kids being on caffeine oh, yeah. pills right. and yeah. like trying to keep the kids away from caffeine, caffeine pills. pills. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But yeah. Slater, the one scene where you walk in and he's like lifting weights while also reading the Bible. Yeah. I, it was just, it was so funny. Mario Lopez, who I feel like hasn't acted in like 20 years, has just been like the host of things. I thought he just things. nailed it. I thought he was perfect yeah. in it. Yeah. Well, it was great. Highly recommend. Thanks All right, for let's sharing, get back Kendra. to the show let's do we're it. actually talking about. Let's do it. And get into the episode. Episode nine, Intervention. We start at Dylan's abode. There is loud, hard rock music playing, and he is, of course, asleep with a bottle 
wrapped his arm wrapped around a bottle. Mm -hmm. And Cindy is at the door. So he lets her in and she um she's I, I think it was very smart of them to send Cindy. I agree. I think of everyone they could have sent, she was definitely the best choice. She says they want a clean slate, they mm -hmm. want to help him, they love mm -hmm. him, they're very concerned about him. Jim stayed home from work. Will he please come back to the house yeah. and talk with the two of them? And he takes some convincing, but mm -hmm. finally he he does give in, but not before he goes to the bathroom and does a little coke yeah, in does the bathroom. A little bump. Yeah. Yep. So I agree with you. I don't think anybody else the the only thing as I was watching it, I was thinking like maybe Donna. Like I feel like Donna, possibly or Donna. Or maybe even Andrea. I was gonna say that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, but like, I do think Cindy was the best choice. I think so too because he's always kind of looking for a parent, and while I feel like both Donna or Andrea, they, there's no bad blood there, and like yeah. for them to reach out, like he wouldn't have any reason to snap at them. But I thought Cindy was a cool choice. I also liked that they acknowledged that Cindy had never been to Dylan's house before because that was the first thing I thought when she walked in. I was like, oh, this is weird. We're seeing Cindy on a different set. Yeah, I know. She was like, all these years, I've never been to your house. Yeah. Jim definitely has. Like, Jim has gone yes. over to pick up Brenda or fight with yeah. Dylan about Brenda <laughs> or something. So Jim has been there, but not old Cindy. Yep. Hey, when he, went in, when he went in to do the drugs in the mirror, I thought maybe we were going to get a dark Dylan in the mirror situation. Ooh, dark Dylan. I was actually kind of hoping. Because you remember, dark Dylan was right after Jack died. And there was a Dylan in a baseball cap that was like, man, these people don't care about you. They just care about their money. I thought maybe we were going to get either dark Dylan back or we have like good guy Dylan in the mirror being like, come on, man, mm. you're better than this. But we didn't get either yeah. one of those. And I'm a little disappointed. Nope. Nope. A little disappointed. After the intro, we go to the Walsh house and... They arrive and go in the living room, and it's not just Jim in the living room. It is everybody, including yeah. Nat. You say everybody, but I actually think they were... Sometimes with this kind of thing, they force all the characters in there, even though in a real-life setting that would never happen. So the fact that we didn't have Jesse or Claire, Claire or Valerie, I feel like was a really like good and also realistic move. To not do yes, that. I agree. I didn't actually notice that they weren't there until we get to the okay. next scene. But yeah, you're you're definitely right. So the counselor, I forget the counselor's Mackenzie name, Phillips. but she, <laughs> yes, Ellen Marks. <laughs> she approaches Dylan and says, "Hey, we're all here to talk with you because everyone is scared." And Dylan, at first, he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave," but they do convince him to stay, and they each. A couple of them share something in this first thing. Brandon says he's there because Dylan saved his life on the mountain. And, we do and you know, what happens if Dylan's not there the next time Brandon needs saving? David also says, you saved my life, too, when you helped me flush all that cocaine mm -hmm. on the toilet. Mm -hmm. And Andrea says that David buried a friend in high school and Brandon buried a friend recently yeah. and they really don't want Dylan to die. I appreciated both of those callbacks. We haven't had a yeah. Scott callback in a while. Mm -hmm. I really think we're going to get more callbacks too. And I really think they've layered this very well so oh, that everybody has a little something that they can say mm -hmm. to Dylan. But Dylan at first, he's like, I'm f like, I'm fine. Yeah. And Brandon says people who get high and play with guns are not fine and that does kind of land like watching this scene clearly i'm no mackenzie phillips i was not in the film american graffiti but i just sort of felt like nobody is really kind to him like they bring him into the room and it's just That's like the thing oh, with no, it interventions is. aren't you supposed to be like tough yes it is but nobody's i feel like nobody's really coming from the like look we love you we care about you and you're like destroying yourself they're just like listen a-hole i don't you gotta I don't know. I just didn't think it was. I don't know. I would have liked yeah. a bit of a softer touch because I didn't really feel like I anybody don't think, came across. Plenty. I think it's not Mackenzie Phillips' fault, but I don't think that the counselor is very good. Like no. I don't think she facilitates very well. So, um, okay. So then we go to the mall where Valerie is window shopping. She runs into Claire, and this is when I was like, "Oh, I guess Valerie wasn't mm -hmm. invited to the intervention," which and... is probably a good. Maybe I'm wrong here, but I don't think we see Jesse at all. Correct? 
in the sh- in the episode in the episode we do see him later at the peach pit. the peach pit yes you're right he doesn't want a mega burger yes. it's too late for him i remember now <laughs> His little tum tum. So Claire and Valerie talk about how neither of them grew up in Beverly Hills, and a little bit about each of their, you know, where they grew up. Yeah. And Claire asks why she isn't at the intervention, and at first she says, "Oh, you know, Brandon and I talked, and I just don't really belong there." But then she says, "Truthfully, I wasn't invited," mm-hmm. <laughs> which, again, a good move. Yeah. And. Claire says, well, I guess you and I aren't members of the club yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Back at the intervention, the counselor is saying that the person Dylan seems to have hurt the most so far is just himself. Mm -hmm. But Nat is like, actually, (laughs) I'd like to bring something up here that you stole from me. I know you stole that money that first night we did Peach Pit After Dark. And Nat says that he needs to get it together or he's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, and Dylan's sort of like, I'll pay you back, man. Like, he doesn't really apologize, but he says he'll pay him back. And Nat's like, it's too late for that champ or whatever he calls him. (laughs) Nat's angry. He's coming out. Yeah. Looking good. So Dylan, he's going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan is going to leave. He's he's already had it with this. The counselor is trying to convince him to stay very unconvincingly. And then finally, Steve is like, this is a waste of all of our time. Dylan is a waste of a person. I'm going to leave. Yeah. And that gets Dylan, surprisingly, to be like, I'm sorry. Like, I'll stay if you stay. Yeah. Steve and that says, gets him to stay. It's, it's a great line. It's a mean, very harsh line. But Steve says, I don't think you're worth the bottle you're trying to crawl out of. And I thought that was a, yeah. a pretty harsh line. They have a little thing about harsh. Valerie. You know, and Dylan's like, that was all yeah. her fault. I told her I didn't want you to get hurt. And Steve's like, oh, thank you. I don't think this is a ploy on Steve's part. I think he's. I wondered. I I think he. I think he sincerely is mad at Dylan. Yeah. But I think once he sees it gets him to stay, he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Stay too. Okay, we go to Ray Pruitt's house for the first time and meet his mother. She's great. Who her vibe? I didn't understand at first either. I was like, is she a gold digger? Is she just like a like interested genuinely? I don't know. Um, yeah, but she's she, very she interested like in she, Donna. She looks like she fell out of the bus of like a traveling performance of a streetcar named Desire. You know what I mean? She's yeah. Just, she's just she's smoking. Of, of... She's got on the house coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she's very interested in like, well, have you seen Donna again? You know, what part of Beverly Hills right. is she? Like, how rich is she kind of thing? And uh, Ray is like, oh, just, you know, cool your jets. I'm still seeing Donna. I don't care how rich she is. Back at the intervention. <laughs> now it's Donna's turn to share. And she says that she's always thought of Mm-mm. Dylan as a big brother. No, I call foul on that. They did kiss. They I, did kiss. They, they, let's true. recall. Yeah, they did. That Christmas. On the in, mouth. In front of Kelly. I mean, it was it was more than a kiss. It was more than a kiss. I, someone got pregnant that night. But I don't buy uh, a sibling thing at all. I thought that was a really weird. I mean, like, I've always looked yeah. up to you. I always thought you were cool. But like. No, I don't buy a sibling thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I do either. But she says that she lost respect for him the night that he came into the fundraiser and made a big scene. Mm-hmm. And Dylan says, "Well, can't you just remember me as the guy who came over and apologized the next day?" And she says, "Yes, but then you said you were going to come and sign up for classes with me, and you never did." Right. And this is where speaking Andrea... of the fundraiser, where has Deshaun been? Does Deshaun yeah. ever come back? We haven't Where's seen him Deshaun? in forever. Huh. I'm pretty sure we do see Deshaun again. Andrea chimes okay. in here, though, with the... Because uh, Dylan says, like, hey, me not going to college has got nothing to do with you. And Andrea's sort of like, well, if you were happy and healthy, I don't think you would have given up what you worked so hard for at the tail end of high school there. Because remember, we had, like, two episodes where Dylan was like, I'm going to write the great American novel and I'm going to be the valedictorian. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she also brings up that he hasn't come over to see Hannah. And yeah, it's been a while since Hannah was been born. A while. Yeah, Dylan's so, like, I've been busy. Yep. Then it's Kelly's turn. Kelly brings up the night that she came over and he had a hooker and, you know, was trying to hurt her feelings and right. embarrass her. And and she's like, and it worked. Yeah. I hope, I hope you're happy about that because I was humiliated mm-hmm. when that happened. Dylan asked to go to the bathroom. Where new, he... New set alert. 
new set alert. Oh, oh yeah the bathroom he walks into this main floor bathroom that's like minty green and i was like oh everyone shut up we've never seen this bathroom before so <laughs> that's so funny I, that didn't even like occur to me but right I so mean, you think about it you yeah never saw that yeah we've before. never seen that before ding 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 so he goes in the bathroom pulls out his uh gum wrapper of cocaine or whatever <laughs> whatever it is and he he's getting ready to to do another bump but then he thinks about it for a second and he puts it away mm-hmm. he decides not to yep comes back out and he's like so what now what like what's the plan what do you guys want to do so i guess we're at the end of the intervention yeah that was they've quick. intervened that was yeah. really quick and the counselor says they've packed him a bag and they want him to go to a hospital. Mm-hmm. A, re- a rehab facility, I would assume, is what they mean by hospital. Is, I feel like this is the acting moment of the episode because he says he says that's not going to happen. But he's scared when he says it. It's mm. really, it, was really, it was a really nuanced kind of thing because he says yeah. it like with bravado. And with confidence, but also you can hear kind of the break in his voice of like, wait a minute, you know? And I yeah. just thought that was really, it's hard to do. That's a lot of complex yeah. emotions that he put into like one line of dialogue, but you see it all. It's really, really good acting there from Luke Perry. Yeah, as usual. Yep. And so he ha- he does this whole little speech about, I don't think you guys want me to go to the hospital because if I get better, that means... I'm not going to be around to make you guys look good. I would like kind of thing. I would like to have that explored a little bit more because mm. I think for Jim and Brandon and possibly Kelly, there's a little bit of truth in that, you know, mm. because like, yeah, if Dylan is just okay and doing great, they have to deal with our own guilt about the ways that each of those three characters have failed him pretty significantly. And so yeah. I do think there's some truth to that, but it kind of just the moment passes as if it's just Dylan swinging and i i think he's a little right yeah yeah so at the end of this little speech he basically says i'm tired of being the one who makes you guys look good fine i will go yeah to the hospital you know he talks himself into it pretty quick when they pan the crowd and it shows andrea and donna and kelly like sitting on an ottoman or something tori spelling is visibly laughing prove me wrong go watch that yeah (laughs) I'll have I want, to go back and look at it. I want the, the the poor Donna Twitter account to take a look at that and tell me if uh, tell me if I'm wrong because I feel like that was probably worth another shot. But <laughs> we go to Kelly Donna Claire's next, and uh, you know, with all the serious stuff going on, we still need our comic relief team. <laughs> we do. We need some goof. David and Claire. <laughs> yeah. So David and Claire are talking about you know, it's it's that night, and David's like, well, yeah. I hope. We, I did as much for Dylan as he's done for me. And Claire has a fun idea for the two of them. Completely. She's going, completely she's going to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She has her uh, camera set uh-huh. up and she's going to tape over something that she previously filmed with Donna and they're going to make a sex tape. They sure are. And Kendra, this could not be more out of the blue. Kendra, it's a, it's a non-sexquitter, if you will. <laughs> excellent excellent very good so so yeah they commence that we go to donna and kelly who are in the kitchen and they're talking about you know the intervention and they hope that it went well and donna she kelly is like you don't really care about david and claire and our our current sleeping arrangements Mm. and she says no she she it doesn't really bother her anymore yeah and she also says that she broke up with Griffin. Officially. Okay. She doesn't want to see him anymore. Okay. But Kelly, Kelly's like, how did he take it? And she's like, yeah. better than my mom will. And I just wanted to be like, are you guys watching the episodes? Because it was horrible. Yeah. It was a really yeah. bad break. I want to mention one <laughs> thing about the, uh, the David Claire. Claire says, do we have any blank tapes? And David's like, I don't know. Whatever's over there. And Claire is like, well, we don't need this screen test of me and Donna anymore, right? I yeah. just, I, they tee yeah. this up just no, right. Yeah, and that's I think important. That's a, that's a nice little, yes. bravo is all I'm saying. <laughs> Kelly gets a phone call from Jackie who says that 17 magazines saw their mother-daughter photo shoot and they want Kelly, they want Kelly. to come in yep. and do a photo shoot. 
And Kelly is not into it mm -hmm. at all. She's like, I don't want, I don't want to do that. But Jackie convinces her. Uh, and so she begrudgingly says that she will do it. And then Donna wonders whose mom is worse. Yeah. Kelly's mom or Donna's mom? Donna's mom. Definitely. Donna's Yeah. No competition. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about it. At rehab, it's day number one for Dylan, and he's just laying in bed staring at the ceiling while his roommate, Kurt, is chattering away mm -hmm. about, you know, oh, you'll get used to it, and there's no phones here, there's no paper here. There's a knock on the door, that means they have to get to breakfast within five minutes or they don't get breakfast. Right. And Dylan eventually tells Kurt to shut up. <laughs> At the Martin house, Felice is getting ready for dinner because Griffin is supposed to be coming over for dinner, but Donna has to break it to her that they are not together anymore, which makes and, Felice very sad. You know, I don't really understand why Donna holds back here. Yeah. She's just like, she says that he, that Griffin like pressured her into, like he said he waited till the second date to try to get me in the sack, but he was awful. You yeah. know, and she, I mean, tell your and mom. And she doesn't that. even tell her that. That's here. what I'm saying. She doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, he basically Which you would think me. she would because right. Felice has been so adamant that she not have sex. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so you would be think like, that that would be a way out. He picked me up in a small plane and flew me to a sex island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, tell her. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she doesn't tell her that. She just yeah. says it, it didn't work out. Didn't work out. She also tells her that she's dating Ray and that he's a musician and she doesn't sell Ray very well. No. And Felice is not impressed. Mm -mm. Uh, but Felice says, well, Hey, why don't you invite Ray to dinner tonight? And Donna's like, okay, I guess I can do that. <laughs> what a great idea. What a great <laughs> yeah. idea. I thought it was funny that she and the housekeeper, I forget the housekeeper's name, Lucille. but have, she like gives her a look. Uh -huh. The housekeeper gives her a yep, look and yep. it's like, you better tell him to wear a necktie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. At Seventeen Magazine, Jackie and Kelly are meeting with whoever, the uh, this the lady. lady, I don't know who she is. And they want her to do a campus spread that they will uh, shoot for like, four seasons and like put them out periodically right. and jackie keeps like butting in with like oh when i did this and blah blah blah, like telling all these stories and the lady they're talking to is like visibly annoyed and finally asks jackie to step out so she can talk to kelly mm -hmm. alone and she tells she can tell kelly isn't very into it right so she says you know this isn't a high pressure thing if you can do it great if not it's yeah. okay. No hard well, she feelings. She says, like, we're not looking for, like, model models. Like, we want yeah. normal college people, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back at rehab, Dylan is already ready to leave. Yeah. I wish we had seen something happen yeah. that, besides him just, like, waking up in the morning, yeah. that would be like... This is kind of a three episodes in one kind of vibe here. Yeah. So he's going, he's talking to the director, whoever this is, saying he wants to leave. The guy is trying to convince him to give it another day, saying, you know, I know, like, I know what your family told me and mm -hmm. your friends. And, you know, they, you're going to wind up dead if you keep going on this path. But finally, he says, you signed yourself in, you can sign yourself out. And Dylan's like, yeah, that's right. I can. I can sign myself out. Mm -hmm. So on his way out, he runs into Valerie, who was coming to bring him a treat mm -hmm. of some kind. It looks like a like cookies or yeah, a cake it was like a or tin something. of something. I don't know. Yeah. And at first, she's like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" Mm -hmm. But then she ends up leaving, taking him in her car. Back this to his is house. yet another episode where I have trouble tracking Valerie. Yeah, I don't I think she it, just but... likes him, and I think she's. I, I think she's enabling him at this point. Yeah. But um, I, I, I guess she it, just... I guess it seems that she is vulnerable to him. But I just... I have trouble buying that based on, like, the first seven episodes of this season that yeah. she would be so weak, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Back at the Walsh house, Cindy is very mad on the phone talking to the rehab facility because they let Dylan go. But Jim says... We've done all we can at this point. Like, it just is what it is. We can't 
there's nothing more we can do. I would argue that, that they maybe not have done all they can. Yeah. I feel like they maybe did one thing. <laughs> one thing. One big thing. I mean, Jim definitely has only done one thing. Right. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Claire's, David now wants to watch their sex tape that they recorded. Yeah. But uh-oh. They no. can't find the tape. Oh, the tape is gone. No. The tape is gone. At the Martins, they are waiting for Ray to arrive. He's running late. <laughs> and guess what? Donna brought over something for them to watch. Yeah, because as you a recall. A tape that she and Claire made. It was a tape of, you know, screen test with her and Claire. So what better thing to show the parents than that tape? <laughs> Great. So her dad goes to put it in the VCR, but yes. at that moment, the bell rings and Ray arrives. Saved by the bell, he says. Oh. Well. Ray brought flowers for Felice, and he says, hello, Mr. Martin, and Felice immediately is like, it's Dr. Martin. Mm -hmm. Very she's, hospitable. She's, yeah. What a peach. And he wants to watch the tape, but Felice and Donna are like, let's. Let's not. Let's just right. watch it later. Right. Let's let's have dinner. Felice's lamb that Lucille cooked is uh, yes. going to be overcooked. Yeah. Waited too long. It's overcooked too now. Too long. Brandon arrives at a restaurant for dinner with Jackie and Kelly. Here's another and learns one. Like, uh, like Cindy at Dylan's house. Have we had dialogue between Jackie and Brandon? Hmm. Because I, I think obviously they've been in the same room or something. I mean, the wedding was at the Walsh's house and everything. But as they were like sitting down and speaking to each other, I just don't remember that ever happening before. I don't know. I can't think of a scene where no. they've had a conversation with no, each other. No, I can't either. I guess probably outside of like, oh, hello, Brandon, or something. Or say, say, say hello to your mother for me. I feel like maybe yeah. that's it, but. Yeah, I think the whole concept of him meeting the two of them for dinner was was very new, too. Yeah, right. Like, I just thought that was, like, that's not something we normally see. I so. feel a little bit like, I don't know, the lead up to Brandon and Kelly getting together, like, they plant a seed early on, and in the last couple episodes, it was like, this is real, this is happening, and we go right to, like, sex in it, I love you instantly. And then yeah. I feel like this season, we've done nothing. To develop this yeah. relationship. Nothing. Yeah. So nope, it's just they're a little just dating. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Brandon learns that they're celebrating Kelly because she got this spread in Seventeen magazine. And Kelly is already back on. Uh, well, I don't know why I'm looking at this menu. I can't eat anything. Yeah. Didn't take Which is long. great. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. And they talk about the intervention and Jackie says that she wishes that she had had friends like them mm -hmm. when she was in trouble. Yeah. Cut to Dylan's house where that Dylan has picked up some food because he wasn't allowed to eat good food while he was there and for a whole day. And he also got some beer, mm -hmm. which Valerie does not approve of, but ultimately gives in to him drinking yeah, she he just, just keeps saying like hey you don't like it leave yeah. and she she clearly doesn't want to leave so yeah, yeah. and uh yeah. there's a phone call while they're kissing and the message uh that comes over the machine is cindy calling because she's really worried yeah so that's that scene mm -hmm. at the martin house it's a very silent dinner silent <laughs> awkward dinner so far <laughs> and Felice makes a passive-aggressive comment about the lamb is probably going to be overdone. <laughs> right. Because they had to wait. Of course. Then John starts asking Ray about his... Nicely, not in like a no. demeaning way, no. about his family and what his family does and what does he do. And Felice is chiming in with her snide comments. But yeah. Ray ultimately is like... Look, this is the way it is. Like, I yeah. don't come from much, and I'm a construction worker, and I don't know ultimately what I'm doing yeah. with my life. So, hope it's okay because right. that's the way it is. Right. And then the lamb comes out, and it looks great. Yeah. I don't. At, I don't know that I've ever had house. lamb. Have you had lamb? I'm trying to think. I don't think I have either. Hmm. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad At we the... discussed it. Yeah. Uh, there's this restaurant we used to go to in okay. uh, Jacksonville, Florida, that you could get pretty much any animal, like kangaroo Whoa. Whoa. or shark, 
or quail nice. or nice. I'm trying to think of the, some of the other crazy that's weird ones that you could get. Yeah, hmm. I I try I did try something weird there, but I can't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. So wow. <laughs> anyway, at the Martin house. Oh, just kidding. At Dylan's house. <laughs> Dylan is four beers in and he's starting to uh, to, to pour something from another bottle. And Valerie is, vo- again, voicing her disapproval for he's this. He's real gross. I mean, like, he looks yeah. like crap. He's, like, burping and sloppy. And Valerie's yeah. just like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. But, again, he tells her to shut up or get out. Yeah. And she doesn't want to leave. That's working. And then he goes to the phone and beeps his dealer, which she recognizes. Yeah. That that's what he did. And she's, I thought this was interesting. She says, she says, I thought they were going too far with this intervention. Like I told Brandon, he just needed to butt out, which I think is interesting because she's the one who told Brandon, Hey, if you like your friend, you need to go over there and help him. Right. But anyway, the phone rings and she asks him not to talk to the drug dealer, but he does anyway. And I just, this I just, is her last straw. Right. And I just feel like there's a way for all of this stuff to happen. Like, I don't think you have to structurally change what happens. Like Valerie meeting him afterwards, her getting fed up with the drugs and everything. There's a way to do that that's consistent with the way their relationship has been and the way the Valerie character has been portrayed. And I feel like for this, they're just like just be nice just be like a nice caring person and it really i just don't think it gels and i think like story-wise it's disappointing i liked having yeah. valerie just be like a villain you know yeah. and maybe you see a glimmer and she of nice when they first met like she was in control like she got him Absolutely. to to want Absolutely. time with her and, and now we change. have flipped right yeah the first time she came over and he had another girl there and she was like visibly upset about it i was like no I yeah. don't buy that. She should have just been like, oh, bye. Yeah. I can get literally any other right. guy that yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. So she leaves. She's like, well, you don't need me. You have your friends. And she she leaves. At the Peach Pit, the gang is all there. This is where Jesse is there. Jesse. And Steve is trying to get him to eat. He's like, oh, we used to hang out here all night and get mega burgers. Let's get a mega burger. But Jesse's like, my little tummy, I can't eat this late at night. He's like, no, I'm not allowed to be fun. (laughs) And Kelly makes another comment about how she'll have tea. She won't eat anything. And Brandon's like, Kelly's not eating you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Remember when we had to do a sort of intervention for Kelly? Yeah. (laughs) Because she wasn't eating. And then Nat gets a phone call and shares the sad news with everyone that Dylan checked himself out. Yeah. Of rehab. He sprung himself out. At the pool hall, uh, Dylan's getting his drugs from his trusty drug dealer. And uh, the guy's like, hey, you you, you want something a little extra tonight? Mm Because I got some heroin. Heroin. You should definitely try. And he gives him a free sample. What a a great salesman. (laughs) The first one's free. I've heard that before. Yeah, he get, wow. uh, gives. And Dylan seems a little scared during this interaction to yeah. me. Like, his face doesn't look like whatever. Like, he looks like a little concerned that mm-hmm. he's now taking heroin right. yeah. from this guy. Ray and Donna have taken a break from the dinner. They're out walking Rocky too, who lives with Felice and John? It seems like it, because they. I don't think they brought Rocky too with them. I don't think it took me it took me until he says the name Rocky too at the end of the scene to be like, oh, the dog I didn't even put that it she had <laughs> same, exactly the same with me. I don't feel like that's the same kind of dog either, but whatever. I don't think we've seen him since like last season. Yeah, it's been a while. And he's a fully grown dog. He is. He's fully grown. So <laughs> now, for all you Rocky two fans, here it is. He's finally yeah. back. Yeah. So they're walking the dog and they stop to sit at his truck because Donna is not ready to go back inside. And she apologizes about her parents and. Ray says, well, basically, I feel like you're the one I'm dating, not your parents, yeah. which I hate to break it to you, Ray, but that's unfortunately <laughs> not how life works. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he's like, the only one I need to impress is uh, is Rocky too, and you, and you. but mostly Rocky too. Because yeah. he's a part of <laughs> things, Rocky too. 
Back at Kelly Donna Claire's, Dave, uh, Donna rides home to find David and Claire tearing the house apart looking for this tape. Sex tape. Which Donna realizes what tape they're looking for and is like, oh, I took it over to my parents' house. <laughs> and Claire and David are mortified. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, so Donna runs back over to the Martins and runs into Felice in the kitchen and she's like, oh, I just forgot something. I need to grab it. Yeah. Goes into the living room and her dad is sitting there holding the tape and is like, looking for this? <laughs> <laughs> and says he says, oh, I tried to watch it, but it, there was just a lot of static mm -hmm. on it. Uh, but then when Felice walks away, he says, give my best to David <laughs> and you owe me. <laughs> Which I guess, I don't know that, I mean, I would it look bad for Donna? I think it would be embarrassing. I mean, I'm sure Felice would probably be like, Donna, I don't want you living with those people. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So before she leaves, Felice wants to talk about more about Ray and Griffin and whatever happened to Griffin. And this is where Donna finally says, yeah, he waited till the second date to sleep with me. So try and sleep with mm -hmm, me. So right, he's a real is. good guy. Yeah. Back at Ray's. Uh, his mom waited up, wanted to know how the date went, wanted to hear all about the silver and the the wait staff and the big house and all of that. And Ray says it was great and that her parents were super nice to him and that everything was this great. Mom. This mom. She's even I mean, I remembered her being very like stereotypical with her cigarettes and everything, but she is just like if a wine cooler could smoke, you know. I mean yeah. she there's nothing subtle here about uh, Luann Pruitt. Yeah. Yep. At the Walsh house, Valerie arrives home and they're like, oh, where have you been? And she says she went to see a movie. Of course. They should have pressed. They should have been like, what movie? Yeah. What happened in the movie? What mm -hmm. time was the movie? Where yeah. was the movie? Maybe it, but was, they don't, uh, but... maybe it was Mary Shelley's Frankenstein starring Ian oh, Holmes and others. Maybe. Maybe. Kelly is still very... Mm -hmm. You know, she's not back on Team Valerie, and she's like, "Oh, get, I forget what she says to her." She says, "She says, did Dylan? We were looking for Dylan. Have you talked to him?" And Valerie's like, "I said I went to a movie, and it's uh, <laughs> it's icy. Yeah, it's harsh." Brandon's like, "All right, all right, guys, let's yeah. let's calm it down." And it's like, "Get the hose." <laughs> uh, but Valerie says, "You know what? Maybe there's only so much you can do for somebody." Dave, Dylan's life is in his own hands and maybe we should just let him do yeah. what he wants to do. She's very, very passionate as she's saying it too. She and is. Dylan and Bra or, uh, Brandon and Kelly have a little like look between mm -hmm. the two of them like, all right. But Kelly eventually She was agrees. definitely Dylan's. But Kelly kind yeah. of agrees. She's like, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can do if he doesn't want us to do anything. Yeah. Our last scene here, it's morning and Dylan is parked in his car uh, at the top of like a hill overlooking LA. I was just thinking he... about this car. I was thinking about this oh, yeah. car for the last couple episodes because we haven't seen it in a long time. And I was thinking like, man, if he needs a little bit of money, that car, you know? Yeah. Well, not in a couple minutes, Nick. Mm. <laughs> so he wakes up and he's just like really out of it. But the first thing he does is reach for his free sample of heroin, which he apparently just knows how to how to smoke sure. heroin yeah. and he lights it up and you know smokes it whatever whatever you do with heroin and a cop drives by but the cop doesn't stop but dylan sees dylan sees the cop and decides to drive so he's i mean he's like he's like in the hills yeah so there's not you know there's a guardrail but but He's in the hills. So he's driving and he like drives off the road one way and then he drives the other way and goes through the barrier and drives off the cliff. And he is in a convertible and the top is down. Yeah. So if he's not, I mean, if yeah. he's not buckled in and he's going to be in, in big yeah. trouble. But it, it cuts to black. We, don't, we just hear the crash. The end. <laughs> they said they said he was gonna die and uh yeah. and he didn't believe that's him. right he didn't believe him he should have listened so he he's dead now <laughs> that was the end of dylan <laughs> yeah i guess so i guess so oh my gosh right. kendra uh what's the verdict what did you think 
a great i thought it was a great episode yeah. i thought they layered really well working up to it mm-hmm. um and it's nice that it, they didn't wait until the end of the season to deal with it like it's nice that this is kind of like a mid not even mid we're not even halfway but yeah. you know that they're not stretching it out longer no but it's it... definitely it's more of a cliffhanger i feel like than the episodes tend to yeah. be yeah mm-hmm. i too liked it um, I, I had a very good time watching it I feel that they squandered the intervention. I yeah, think the, I, I feel think, like it should have been longer and more dramatic. I think that intervention should have been the entire episode. I truly do. Yeah. I think there's so many like complex storylines going on here, and Dylan has a, a chunk of all of them. You know, I think that w- I think there's a lot to explore here, and I, I'm confused that they passed up an opportunity like that. I also take issue with the Valerie characterization. I think that's a real letdown. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I agree. I think they were doing something really like interesting with her at the beginning of the season. And now she's just become this yeah. like weak enabler. Yeah. It doesn't, um, it just, it just doesn't gel. Yeah. Um, boy. I mean, it's hard to pick a 90210 snap other than the big accident at the end. I guess yeah, I gotta go with I think that, but got to give it to that. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm on board. I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I'm it's, having a good time. Yeah. I, I am definitely, this is the most, consistent fun i've had with the season in in a few seasons i agree i agree yeah it's weird too because like when was the last time we saw college like when did college matter last (laughs) i know it's been a while since we've been to the student union it has the whole thing it's like uh, last season was just so wrapped up in the college is brandon still the president right i don't know (laughs) exactly yeah (laughs) Yeah, good question. I guess we had the frat house pumpkin patch scene. Oh, before, yeah, but we that's did. Not, that's still the frat house. It's not the college. So, yeah, they're going in an unexpected direction. But, uh, all right. Woo. Okay. Woo. Uh, well, Kendra, while you're waiting for this, you can catch me every other week on This Andorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. Where can people find you? I'm Miss Beesbox 91 online, and I have a website, Miss Beesbox dot com and a etsy page miss music box crafts and i'm also the co-host of the podcast 90s music got me like where each week we talk about a different 90s song and this week we talked about jumper by third eye blind hmm. was that my pick of, will i recognize that one i don't know the title will i recognize it when i hear it wish you would step back from okay, the yeah, yeah, ledge okay. my friend yep i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> all right well uh so the, there's some options for you or you can come back here next week. And you know what? Both. You can listen to Kendra's other podcast and my Let's other do podcast. do it all. That's what I say. Kendra's Crafts. And then you can come back as we continue our 902 and No discussion with Season 5, Episode 10, The Dreams of Dylan McKay. Ooh. 902 and here we go. 